0: Daddy <laughs> Tony Tony Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today, we're going to be talking about Diamonds and Pearls from Diamonds and Pearls, uh, recorded in December 1989 at Paisley Park and released on the 1st of October 1991. On the track, it is Prince and the New Power Generation, uh, which in this particular case includes Rosie Gaines, Michael B., Sunny T. and Tommy Barbarella playing the Purple Axe sampler, um, which, you know, features quite heavily in this song uh there is also a little bit of sheilery apparently oh, wow. in there somewhere because uh, she did she did some i think she did some drumming on an earlier track and prince kind of used that a little bit as the basis for this track so uh that's where she gets the credit from the track is four minutes 43 and joining me to talk about it today is elliot wallace hello elliot hey
1: darren i just want you to know that i am here for you this song is meant for two so let's work on what we are going to do for this song, which I think uh, I think early on I said was the fir- my first personal
0: introduction to Prince. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, and I believe in that conversation I said it was my least favorite <laughs> song on Diamonds and Pearls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that remains Aww. true. Uh, you know, no, I mean, look, let's put it like this: it's one of those things where the song itself it was a massive hit and it kind of got a little overplayed. So, okay. You know, but listening to it more recently, mm-hmm. you know, I I kind of appreciate you know what the song is okay you know quite clearly the genre is ballad i don't think we can anyone can dispute i mean that. I, would, I would
1: actually go even further and say it's kind of like a power r&b ballad i wouldn't it's not like a power rock ballad but it's power yeah. r&b because it does have a it's it has that kind of dynamic of qu- kind of quiet and loud but it also is gentle enough where it'd be kind of a regular quiet storm kind of ballad but it still has that unique dynamic yeah. to it so definitely uh, uh, but i agree with you it's a ballad it's a i would just call it a, a r&b power ballad if, if nothing else
0: as well as being on diamonds and pearls it's also featured on the hits one pretty much any compilation after yeah. that uh, you know obviously that's you know it's, it's it's one of the big songs of prince's uh, kind of resurgence here in the early 90s you know and as i've said before you know most of the songs for diamonds and pearls Uh, were recorded for Diamonds and Pearls you know unlike some of the previous kind of three or four albums uh, this wasn't Prince Clearing at the vault this was him kind of recording brand new songs Uh, most of it took place at Paisley Park uh, and and was recorded kind of from you know late 1989 through to um, you know early 1991 Mm. um, kind of over about an 18 month period um, you know, and, you know, Michael B, um, I feel like we should mention straight away because I love the drums on this track, right. you know, as much as I'm not, I'm not hundred percent keen on this track, let's say, right. I think, I think Michael B really brings, you know, something special to the drums in this track. Um, you know, obviously you think about it as being a ballad with the kind of piano, um, and later on the purple axe with its little kind of fanfare. Yeah. Uh, and there, and there's a nice, there's a nice bit of bass in there as well from, uh, from Sunny T. He, he kind of really fills it out. Uh, and there's also points where the bass kind of drops out when it gets quieter mm-hmm. and then kind of comes back in when it gets louder. So it kind of, you know, there's a lot of use of kind of, uh, of different kind of, um, uh, different kind of volumes, you know, like kind of, you know,
1: Contrast, getting very tension. <laughs> I didn't take music, so I wouldn't know for sure, but yeah.
0: <laughs> kind of getting, you know, like having some of the instruments drop out when it gets quiet and, and kind of bringing them back in. You know, you can if you listen out for it, you can kind of hear the bass coming back in and out, you know. And, you know, Michael B kind of putting down like a very solid drum track uh, that really kind of helps drive the song. Yeah. You know, and worth saying as well that, um, you know, Rosie Gaines, essentially, this is um uh, you know, this is a this is a duet, yeah, really, yeah. between Prince and Rosie Gaines. I would say, you know, they're kind of co-lead vocals on this. There's, this isn't, you know, Prince with a little bit of Rosie Gaines as uh, as, as she was once credited as vocal icing. Um, <laughs> she, you know, she isn't she isn't doing that. This is her as as kind of the co-lead. Half of the you know half the lyrics are her. Yeah. Um, and also, she does the the little kind of interjections of the let love decide. Oh yeah. Love is the master plan, and and obviously when we get to the you know, the the kind of bridge with the D to the I to the A to the M and the O to the N to the D to the pearls of love.
1: And I'll be honest, I was going to start the pod with that, but I couldn't. Think in time to the T to the R to the A to the C to the K to the N by track. that doesn't work. I should have plotted that out earlier, but what you going to do?
0: Yeah, so, you know, like she kind of has the kind of the co-lead on this and, you know, Prince is kind of Um, you know, kind of, you know, leading most of the vocals, but you know, there's a lot of Rosie on this and you know, Rosie Gaines, Michael B, Sonny T, those are three kind of key players in this band. You know, like I don't think you can underestimate the contributions that the MPG made on this album. Right. Um, In particular, Michael B. I mean, you know, he, he probably my favorite drummer that Prince uh, Prince ever had, um, you know, because obviously Sheila Ree was mostly a kind of a percussionist. Yeah. So, you know, she would she would kind of, you know, she'd add stuff to the drums um, and, on you know, on the tours, it, she was great as a drummer. Um, but I feel like if you, if you want like a solid kind of backbeat then Michael B is the person you go to and and you know he really brings it on this track. And I mean let's get into let's get into these vocals because vocals. Let's get into these lyrics. Lyrics uh, yeah and because, the vocals you know, too. I
1: I, I think I I'm looking yeah. at a uh what was it genius and it has a liner note uh from uh, I guess the mid 90s from Prince saying that he would not do this song without Rosie. And I can't yeah. imagine this. I I wasn't I, I wasn't able to find like any unique covers. But it's hard to imagine it without the without Prince and, and Rosie Gaines just doing that together. I think it's just so yeah. it, they own it so well that it's hard to fathom how it would sound by anybody else.
0: I mean, he did later perform it without Rosie. Oh. I mean, for, he performed it on the Diamonds and Pearls tour, and then he kind of didn't perform it again for over a decade. Mm um and then you know 2010 2012 he started kind of performing it again and obviously you know it's the kind of song that works at a piano and you know that final tour where it was a microphone and a piano yeah um you know obviously he started performing it again there but yeah i mean you know between the two of them uh, they really do kind of uh, you know kind of own the song um you know and we start with prince saying this will be the day that you will hear me say that I will never run away. And, I, know, I, he really, I will, yeah, he really goes low on the awareness, and,
1: and that was something I, I really like uh, when you're, you mentioned vocals. I, I think his vocal delivery—we've um, contrasted a lot where he sings uh, either in his upper range, and he'll sometimes sing, in, I, I don't know if it's like a lower range or a medium range, but that but that opening line where he has a medium range and just goes to the bottom. When that last line, I just like the pattern of that. And that kind of stays with the second line. I am here for you. Love was meant for two. Now tell me what you're going to do. I,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> this is weird to sing it. I got to be honest with you.
0: Basically, it is 17 descending notes. Uh, so it starts yeah. up with the, you know, this will be the day. That is, it's, And it kind of goes, every single note is lower than the right. next. And that's, and that's true for, like, those two. And, and it's true for basically all the verses. Yeah. Is they're all 17 descending notes, essentially. And then, and then of course, when when later on he's saying there will come a time and love will blow your mind and everything you look for, you'll find. You, you then have Rosie kind of singing in the higher register yeah. above that as a contrast. Um, but, yeah, and then, yeah, the, the, the kind of... After that, of course, we get the chorus, which is, if I gave you diamonds and pearls... Would you be a happy boy or a girl? <laughs> which, I mean, I'm, that's my emphasis. Uh, if I could, I would give you the world. But all I can do is just offer you my love.
1: There, there is a just a unique pat I mean, like the 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 rhyming scheme of each line: girl or pearls, girl and world, and that last line, which completely throws it off. With that, with um, yeah. all I can offer you, all I can do is just all I can, can do. do. My love. My love. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, and,
0: and there's kind of an internal rhyme there between the yeah. but all I can do is just offer yeah. you my, my love. love. <laughs> so it's it's kind of it's broken it's broken up a little differently. Yeah. And then obviously this is where we get kind of Rosie starting to add stuff when Prince says which one of us is right, if we always fight, why can't we just let love decide? Let love decide. Like, let love decide. <laughs> I am the weaker man because I understand that love must be the master plan. Um, And then, of course, Rosie with love is the master plan. And then we go straight back to the chorus. Like, uh, this is, you know, the kind of the structure of the ballad is you have to kind of go, you know, verse chorus really quickly. Like, the whole point is to get to the chorus in a ballad and kind of have people kind of singing along. And, you know, so that's what Prince is kind of doing is... It's kind of – it's getting through the verses and then immediately getting straight to the kind of – the chorus. It's a hand-waving
1: kind, of, kind of song, i got to be honest. Because even yeah. when I'm listening to it, when I'm walking down the street, I just want to throw up my hands and just wave them back and forth so slowly. Especially <laughs> I think even at the top of the song, I just get into it. But by the chorus, there's that part where you just – if I gave you diamonds and pr- it's just it's <laughs> there, and it, it, I, I, th- I think it's one of those songs where every aspect of it has a really interesting kind of pull. Where it pull I, yeah. for me personally, it's pulling me out of my body to want to raise my hand and just be kind of. It's, it's kind of a little gospel in that kind of way. Um, I'm not sure uh, I I wasn't sure if if Rosie's uh, If Rosie's background was in gospel Or where that played into But I can definitely I I can feel that When I hear that song Yeah When I hear it
0: And then obviously after the kind of uh, You know D to the I to the A to the M Which the second time through, you know, she she goes to the whole, you know, to the pearls of love, and then she goes D to the I to the A to the M, and then you get the echo of to the M. (laughs) I love that, (laughs) and then it's out to the end to the D to the pearls of love, and then this is where you get the the kind of the solo uh, with the the middle eight with the the kind of the 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 fanfare of the which you know unlike the actual kind of verse lines which kind of descend, this is where you get the kind of ascending, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's 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 you know it's a perfect contrast. Um, and you know played on the on the purple axe, which was this unwieldy keyboard sampler that that Prince designed um, and patented and gave to uh, Tommy Barbarella to play. <laughs> and so you know he he was stuck with playing this. Uh, but you know it really kind of comes into its own with that kind of fanfare. And then you kind of, you know, in the video, it's interesting because you have the Game Boys Mm. as they were, um, and they do this kind of like, um, kind of ticking clock type dance, and they kind (laughs) of just
1: coming into (laughs) rewatching the video. That video is, I have like mixed feel, like the, the opening part where he's running away from the press. There's that part of me that's like, you weren't Michael Jackson, so I don't think you had exactly that experience with the press but then i yeah. remember yeah prince did not like uh he didn't like music writers too much he didn't really care for the press so i understand so it, it's it feels very internal but it, it doesn't feel like prince ever was someone who was thrown out constantly on gossip uh magazines in the 80s where you know that's no. what kind of was starting to tear apart michael jackson um but at the same time i i i understand it and i guess coming off of you know what he was, you know, from the eighties, I can, I can see where he was coming from, but that, that scene, especially that, uh, that, uh, middle eight part where the, yeah, the game boys. And I guess I haven't seen that in a while. They do that weird choreography while he runs up. I remember him running up the stairs, but I don't re I didn't remember them doing that dance. And then they, and there's a, I wanted to ask you, I, I wasn't sure there, were, in the video, there's a baller, a ballet dancer um was that the same is that the same person who was involved uh in the love sexy tour is that a different dancer i wasn't exactly sure i didn't get a chance to look up if that was a different no
0: person. that's that's not that's not cat unfortunately okay. no um so it's not it's i i don't know who those people are but they're not then i don't think they're anyone you know particularly remarkable i think they're probably just some local dancers uh. like the video itself is interesting because obviously prince runs away from the press inside paisley park He's inside his own house, running down his own corridor. Yeah, that's weird to too. To get behind a to get behind a door that's in still inside Paisley Park, and the reporters are still inside there as well. So that's quite funny. But then, you know, you have him. The first half of the song, he's he's sitting on this uh, couch, uh, singing. And there's one point where he kind of slips off the couch, does a splits, and then bounces back up onto the couch. Mm-hmm uh just like mid kind of verse and i don't know why he does it he just kind of does it um he just feels right at the moment and then you kind of you know you cut back between him and rosie and then when we get the kind of the d to the i to the atm that's when prince is obviously he's left this couch wherever it is and he runs up these steps <laughs> and then he's he's changed costume he's taken off his kind of like you know, like his his jacket, and he's just got this kind of white baggy T shirt on, and he's got the yeah. uh, the yellow angel, and he starts kind of like playing the the guitar part, uh, yeah. which comes after the um you know the the fanfare. The game boys they're doing this thing like of the ticking clock, but they're also turning on the spot as well.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so they do like a full three sixty while they're doing the three sixty with their arms. It's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> but it's I kind of love it because you then also you see. You see Sonny T kind of playing the bass, and then you also get a little shot of you know Michael B as well, and yeah. Rosie is like sitting on the other side of the stairs, um, kind of just singing from behind a keyboard, and you know so it's I don't know it's really weird because then you have these ballet dancers kind of doing this kind of ballet, and you're just thinking to yourself where where is this what's happened where has <laughs> Prince come from what's going on yeah. like and then you know after after kind of the the kind of guitar solo um you get to the kind of there will come a time and all of this takes place in this room that prince apparently has inside pacing park which is just full of children (laughs) and is in black and white for some reason Um, and you just see kind of rosie Gaines sitting with these like she's sitting slightly aside to the kids but prince is sitting with a couple of kids either side of him and he just keeps singing the lyrics directly to them (laughs) And where he says there will come a time when love will blow your mind and everything you look for you'll find and of course Rosie Gaines says take a look, look inside. inside you know, and that will be the time where everything will shine and this is where he points directly at two kids and he goes so bright it will make you colour blind yeah. and then Rosie goes you will be colour blind and then we go back to the chorus blind. <laughs> yeah. And we kind of just go back to the chorus again. Yeah. And <laughs> it's just really weird that there's just this kind of room full of kids that Prince like wanders into um and <laughs> tells them that you know they're going to they're going to have to grow up being colorblind or whatever. I
1: was going to say I think maybe he's being a little bit more uh more uh uh, optimistic with that colorblind <laughs> and maybe not so much the uh, <laughs> the literal sense of uh, not being able to tell the difference between green and red but maybe not I don't
0: know oh no oh, no no I, no, I mean I, I think he, I think he's talking about a kind of race uh, like yeah. race blindness I think yeah. he's applying it to that yeah that's what that is what he's talking about yeah. uh, you know this is something uh, you know that obviously you know I'll mention in other tracks as well but you know if you look at Prince's band in the 80s uh, they were mostly white people uh, you know with brown Mark and if you look at the MPG, mm. it's mostly black people with yeah. Tommy Barbarella. So I think that has a you know an influence on the themes that Prince kind of addresses on Diamonds and Pearls, mm. and you know also on Symbol, and you know a little bit into kind of the the mid nineties as well. And, you know, the idea, it's kind of a weirdly political thing to make to say, you know, there will come a time where everything will shine so bright it makes you colorblind and be talking about a racial issue like in the middle of this kind of ballad. Um, but I think I kind of like, you know, the fact that the, the racial makeup of his band has changed mm. has probably kind of push Prince a little bit in that direction
1: yeah I can see that Um,
0: and also it's worth saying as well that that's the last kind of verse line everything else now is chorus to the end of the song yeah so that's the last line of the kind of last verse in this and you know it's completely different from where we started you know which is where Prince is talking about there will be a day where you know you will hear me say I will never run away and then at the end he's talking about you know kind of you know racial (laughs) colorblindness it's just like it's kind of a weird journey that we've kind of gone on in this in this ballad for, to get from that point to this point point. Uh, and then of course you know we just have the chorus over and over again yeah. if, I, if I gave you diamonds and pearls you know to, at the end we get the kind of um Rosie being you know would you would you would you be happy little baby you oh, know that yeah. kind of and prince kind of going back up into his kind of not not a whistle register but kind of almost getting up there mm. um you know and and we kind of go to the fade out you know and also what I like as well is when Prince returns back to the couch having spent his time you know telling children how they should uh, not discriminate racially um he has a bundle of pearls in his hands
1: oh yeah he has that through the whole video
0: yeah but he really emphasizes it once he goes back to that after the kind of all the ballet stuff once he goes back to that room he's really holding these bundles of pearls in his hands and saying if i gave you diamonds and pearls you know and really kind of em- like kind of just really pointing them towards the camera yeah you know so it's, it's kind of funny uh, and you know in the in the continuity of the songs on this album uh, this comes before get off uh, so you know this is the first time that I get to talk about Diamond and Pearl okay um, you know who are the the kind of you know two two kind of actresses who appear in pretty much all the songs from this album right um, you know they're they're in obviously get off that is kind of the first appearance of them uh, they're also in cream. Um, And they're just standing around in this video. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Just in the background.
1: Statuesque, if you will.
0: Not kind of like getting involved in the story this time, you know, not having their dresses ripped off, you know, not kind of getting on top of anything or looking up at the guitar or, you know, Um, they're, they're just kind of. You know, you know, uh, just kind of standing around in the background, dressed in black. Yeah. Uh, You know. So so you
1: you were just you said that uh, this one comes before "Get Off." Is is that a different track listing? Because I I saw it came before "Cream," and I wasn't sure. No, I mean
0: in terms of okay, okay. This this appear this appears on the album before "Get Off." Yeah. Okay. "Get Off" is the first single that was released. Right. Technically speaking, "Get Off" is, um, you know, the first time that we see. Diamond and Pearl, but this is the first time I can talk about Diamond and Pearl because yeah. this is the first video in the in the kind of chronological order of the album. Right, right, yeah. And you know, it's worth saying. Obviously, um, you know, uh, uh, the two actresses. Uh, one is called I think it's uh, Troy Beyer. I think is how you used to would say her her name. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And the other one is Robia Lamort. and Robia Lamort, You know, she <laughs> she actually. <laughs> Uh, you know aside from like appearing in you know a number of, of Prince videos mm-hmm. um, she also appeared as a dancer with the Pet Shop Boys um, and she later appeared you know as an actress in um, in Beverly Hills 90210 <laughs> playing the short lived girlfriend of uh, of Jason Priestley on that mm. um, but most importantly she was Jenny Callender on uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer oh, um, who was okay. a high school teacher okay. um, who you know attracted the attention of um, of uh, Anthony Head um, on that, and uh, you know later she was uh, she was killed, oh. um, you know. And uh, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen a, a almost twenty year old TV show, um, Sorry, and guys. then she she appeared as a ghost of that of that character uh-huh. in, a, in, the sec- in the second season, you know. So yeah, you know. So she. It, you know, she had a she had an okay career. She was on TV, you know, a few times after that. But mm. uh, you know, she's kind of mostly been retired for the last kind of decade. Yeah. So you know, she she did okay. Uh, Troy Beyer. I don't think she did like much after being either Diamond or Pearl. Like mm. I, <laughs> I can never remember which one she was. But uh, yes. Yeah, so she, you know, she she kind of she also did a little bit of acting. Um, you know, she uh, she actually uh, wrote the film BAPS, uh, starring, starring Halle Berry. Um, so, and she had previously kind of she'd been in the Cotton Club, uh, okay. you know, the film that Francis Ford oh. Coppola did. Uh, so, you know, she had a kind of uh, a little bit of a background, uh, kind of in, in that. Uh, and she was also married to the actor Mark Burg, um, who is a. Um, this, this is going to sound really weird, but I know his name because he's the producer on a number of uh, Jigsaw movies. <laughs> um, you know, and and he was also a producer for Two and a Half Men. Oh, um, so you know, you decide which of those is more torture porn than the other. Uh, but oh. yeah, so you know, you know, married to someone who was quite successful. He was actually the producer of Baps as well. Oh, okay. um, and also earlier in his career, he produced uh, Eddie and uh, Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking juice in your hood. Okay, um, and Airheads. So. <laughs> You know, a fairly notable producer.
1: That's a weird number of movies. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, but yeah, she, I mean, she actually returned for the sexy MF video. Uh, you know, which I feel we may get a chance to talk about. Um, and she was also in Bismarcky's "What uh, Comes Around Goes Around." Um, but <laughs> I'll have to yeah, check she's out been mostly one. kind of. She's been mostly retired from acting since about 2003, so mm. that that's what happened to Diamond and Pearl. But in this video, they just stand completely still and do nothing yeah. else.
1: <laughs> it's a good way to kick off your career. It's the great way yeah. to kick off your career. Maybe the greatest. Yeah. Just standing around <laughs> in a back. Prince does his thing, and then you're named. You're, you're crowned yeah. a new name of Diamond and or Pearl. <laughs>
0: Um so yeah I mean I uh, I would have to say and you know obviously I I've, I've previously tipped my hand and said that this is not my favorite song on this album mm. uh, but I would still give this a 4 out of 5 um yeah, you know definitely. I still I still enjoy listening to it but I just feel it kind of got a bit kind of you know overplayed mm. um you know it was released as a single um you know in the kind of November of uh, of this year about a month after the album came out i i own the uh, the cd single of it which has the b sides of do your dance and to the wire uh, mm. which are both kind of spun off from cream and insatiable was the kind of the b side for the 7 inch uh, once again another kind of album track getting put out there um, but yeah i mean I, I i i would say 4 out of 5 for me just because i feel like at the time it was kind of overplayed not that but you know if people find out you're a prince fan uh, you know they'll they'll kind of go in one of a few directions in the songs that they will sing and they might try and sing a couple of lines of purple rain at you or they might sing a couple of lines of you know you know this is what it sounds like when doves cry yeah uh, and for a certain point it became they would just start singing diamonds and pearls and you know it, it this became like prince's kind of you know signature kind of big hit from this from this particular album obviously get off cream they were also big hits as well but you know, I think
1: there's uh, a, a certain kind of uh, safety with uh, this song compared to uh, Get Off or Cream, where at least with uh, Diamonds yeah. and Pearls, your parents won't immediately yell at you for singing any of the lyrics. And <laughs> In fact, there's kind of a hopefulness in the lyrics. But uh, I think that's also probably why they got paid yeah. so much, too. But uh, yeah, on my end, I would yeah. definitely – I would give it a four out of five. Um, tipping to a 4.5 just because of how the song makes me react every time I hear it and every every time I, I look at my iPod uh, and just want to go to it, I have the kind of same reaction where it's so physically powerful for me. So yeah, definitely a four yeah. out of five though, just if I were to kind of keep calm and listen to
0: the song. And and also, you know, I do love the, the D to the I to the M to the, you know, I, I, love, I love that love kind that of, that, that middle bit. And I, I love kind of Rosie's kind of little, kind of vocal bits that she kind of adds you know I, I feel like everyone is really bringing everything to this song it's just the fact Absolutely. that it ended up getting, you know it's such a good song that it just ended up getting played to death basically and and that's the kind of thing that you know ended up kind of putting me off it was just like I you know I've heard the song way way too much uh, and I was guilty of that because I bought a copy of it so, yeah. <laughs> so I contributed to the problem um, you know, and it placed really well. You know, it got to number three in the Billboard Hot, hot 100. Uh, mm. It did moderately well over here; got to number twenty-five. It was number one on the Hot R and B songs in America, and you know, it got to number seven in Switzerland and twelve in Sweden, and just around Europe, it kind of placed really well. Twenty in France, twenty-eight in Germany. The Germans, for some reason, didn't like this song very much. Um, you know, thirteen in Australia, and and num- Germans
1: have an issue with uh, diamonds, not so much yeah. like pearls, <laughs> but diamonds they are not a
0: big fan of. And it got to number eight in. New New Zealand and uh, and you know twelve in Belgium um, and at the end of 1992 in in America it was the 25th best selling song of, of 1992 uh, on the Billboard chart so you mm, know wow. worth kind of uh, you know uh, you know worth knowing that uh, but yeah so you know Prince Prince did really well with this song you know and obviously you know this is the part of his kind of you know early 90s career where he was kind of uh, you know getting back into the mainstream. Um, and obviously, you know, he uh, he worked very hard in 1993 and 1994 to kind of try and reverse that. Um, but obviously, we'll we'll talk about yes. that later on. So I wasn't able to find any kind of, um, you know, credible covers of it. I yeah, I mean, there's either. a few on YouTube of just people doing like kind of tribute things where it's just, you know, playing like a piano or a guitar or something. But, you know, nothing's nothing serious, um, you know. And, and like I said, you right. know, Prince kind of. He performed it for the Diamonds and Pearls tour, and then he kind of didn't perform it for a decade. And then, you know, he performed a little bit more and then didn't perform it for a decade. And then, you know, towards the end, he kind of had brought it back. And uh, and obviously, you know, with Third Eye Girl, you know, he had kind of female vocalists around. So, you know, he could have them yeah. kind of do the uh, the rosy part, I guess. Um, so, you know, is there anything else that we need to say about uh, the title track here from, from this album?
1: Nope, the song just has a big effect on me. Yeah? That's all I, I think I can say about it. Just... <laughs> the way that it wraps around me as a song.
0: Okay, well, then let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Elliot?
1: Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at E.H. Wallace. I'm also on Instagram. If you want to see me lose some weight, you can find me at the Wallace. T-H-E-E-L-L-I-O-T-T-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. And I, I also post pictures of food there, which is
0: pretty great. <laughs> great stuff! You can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us. Not sure why you would at trap at track Thanks once more for being my guest here.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: And otherwise, G to the O to the D to the B, Y to the E to the S. <laughs>